Welcome to the Kingdom Culture Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this spirit-filled message that it blesses your week and brings you joy and perspective. To connect with us, hop on social media and for more information, head to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. I just keep drinking from this world. Then Jesus comes and shows me, fills me up. Oh, but I go back to it. I drink again, go back to it, drink again, go back to it, drink again. Grace delivers us from sin. Grace delivers from the the power of sin. Grace delivers us to not walk in sin. And grace brings us into a place of there's no shame and guilt if we do sin. But the truth is, he wants to bring us from a place of vulnerability into transparency. And she goes, he says to her, drop on down. Go and get your husband and bring him back here. But I'm not married, the woman answered. That's true, Jesus said, for you've been married five times and now you're living with a man who is not your husband You have told the truth. What was Jesus' purpose at this point? Was it to shame her or condemn her? No, it was to bring her to a place of vulnerability. To say, I can see you just as you are. And then it was to bring her to a place of transparency, which is, you're right, Jesus, I need help. Vulnerability leads to a response from us that says, I need help. This leads to authenticity, which is Jesus saying, come up higher. You're seated in heavenly places. This is who you are. This is who you are in Christ. So there's a a journey it goes on. So first point, that authenticity is the destination in Christ. It's the arrival place, the place where Jesus has brought us through, to rather. I think that I do believe vulnerability and transparency. Again, they're not wrong in themselves. Absolutely, Jesus draws us that he makes us vulnerable and uh, there's, we want to be vulnerable people with our lives and transparent. But I do believe they always lead to an encounter with God, an encounter with Jesus Christ. We want to live a life of vulnerability and transparency with, but always with eyes on who we are in Christ not what our lacks are or what we perceive our lacks are. See, Jesus never leaves us staring into the abyss of our lack. Never. It's not Jesus that's leaving there going, look at what a mess you are. Jesus brings us to the real deal and, and makes us realize that we have everything that we need in Christ Jesus to live life. And... Uh, the second point is the cost of authenticity. Now, normally, if you put the cost of something, you don't get a great cheer when it's a point. But there's a cost to authenticity. Paul, just back up a little bit. I want to talk a little bit, bit about Timothy. Paul gives us an insight into the character of Timothy. And I'm just going to read you a few scriptures to show this. It says, 1 Timothy 1, verse 2, To Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. To Timothy, my true son. doesn't mean uh, you are um, my, my actual son. It means you're not a fake son. You have built a relationship with me. Do you conduct 
your relationships, your friendships in a genuine way? That's what I'm asking you. I feel like the Spirit of God's on this because we're building a family and we're building a community. Do you conduct your friendships? I'm not talking about speaking the truth in love and I'm going to tell you like it really is. But do you conduct your friendships in a true way, a genuine way, a way that gathers in and warms and loves? Do I do that? Do you grow your relationship with the future in mind? Or are they disposable? Let me tell you how to destroy someone's authenticity. People tried to do it all the time. I was listening. I've got a friend who's a barrister, and he was telling me yesterday about, um, on Facebook now, this guy, uh, you might have seen it. I think somebody posted it, actually. I saw this. But um, down in South Australia, uh, he put on a defamatory post about somebody, and then a load of people added to it. He not only got sued for what he wrote, he got sued for everybody else's comments underneath. What's my point? My point is character assassination. Or are you going to live in a friendship that's authentic, or are you going to dip into gossip, dip into this, dip into that? We need to look at our friendships and what we mean by them. This is authentic living. This is what brings people into a church that makes it a safe place. Is, you know what? We might not always agree. We might not always have the same doctrine. We might not always do the worship the same way or yada, 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 all of that. But I'm committed to you in my friendship as a brother or sister in Christ. I'm committed to you. To Timothy 1 verse 6, he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Authenticity for Timothy was not to be a timid leader. Isn't that interesting? So Paul was saying to him, don't be timid. And I think he was saying, you're a bit timid, Timothy. You need to stand up and... He nearly said something then. Need to bear some authority in Christ. Because that's what you've got. So there's times where authentic is actually not being shy and not being an introvert. It's not being an ESFJ, ISFJ. Enneagram 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. It's being who you are in Christ. I love all that stuff. Don't let it categorize you into a corner. Because it's not the truth. It's a great guide, and it's very true about me. If you read character six, you'll go, oh, I really understand him. <laughs> In case you were wondering, all pastors should come with their Enneagram tattooed on their forehead. Um, but the truth is that sometimes and often we are asked to be what we don't feel like we are. Paul said, don't be timid, Timothy. You do not have a spirit of fear. Probably he did, so he's saying to him, don't be like that. You have, a, a, you have power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah. And sometimes we paint ourselves into a corner. I've got no, self, no self-control over my... No, he's saying, you stand up. What are the fruits of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is stuff that actually shows you that the opposite often of what our flesh would do or be like. Yeah, that's right. Authenticity. 
It's an amazing thing. 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and purity. This is a huge verse and I'm not going to go much on this. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And sometimes we go, I'm a young believer or I'm a young person and people don't understand me and, um, and, and you know, what I'm trying to do. And that, uh, No, 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 it's not that. Set an example. In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And yes, he is saying, don't let any, look down on you. But he, may, he could have well have said, don't look down, let anyone look down to you or up to you because you're old and think that you can get away with being a grump. That you can get away with slacking off. Because Jesus never says, oh, the commission you know, to go out into the world or the commission to love one another ends when you're 57. Because yeah. if it does, I retire next year. <laughs> Hang up my spiritual hat. No, he says, be an example. He's, he's not saying, he's not suggesting, he's saying, you be an example. I'm saying to every one of us this morning, yeah. this is the spirit of God for us this morning, is set an example. In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Yeah. 2 Timothy 1.4. Recalling your tears, I long to see you that I might be filled with joy. This was Paul when he was in prison and he, Timothy, Timothy had been crying over him. See, Timothy was a, a tender man, had a tender heart. Authenticity, tender heartedness. Yeah. Not getting hard with the knocks of life. Not, don't have time to read, but in Acts 16, 1 to 3, Paul goes down to a town called Lystra, and um, he meets a young man called Timothy. His mum is a Jew, and his father is a Greek. His mum is a believer. And he saw Timothy, and he said, I see something in that boy, and I want him to come with me on a missions trip. Yeah. What is it in your life that people can look at and go, there's something in him, I want to invest in him. There was an authenticity, authenticity about that, Timothy. But what I find really interesting is that Paul said, I see there's an authenticity in you. I believe you're going to add to ministry. I believe you're going to touch people's lives. And I'd like you to get circumcised. Lots of nervous laughter. I could be vulnerable and transparent and tell you, and I will, that I was circumcised at an older age. So I can speak from experience. And I'm not going to tell you why, because that's none of your business. But let me tell you, Timothy paid a price willingly to reach people. And that is the point of it. He was willing to pay a price to reach the unreachable. The, he, he wanted to be connected in an authenticity with the Jews. He was willing to do that. And I think sometimes we hold out and we go, I'm not doing that, God. I'm not going to do what you're asking me to do. 
And then when he walks in the room, you know what it's like? It's like all, all bets are off. You just go, yeah, thank you, Jesus, I'll do it because I know you're right. Yeah. See, I see Paul. He takes Timothy with him. These are his old, old mates. And they're all sitting around and, and he goes, oh, you know, Timothy, he's got a great pedigree. He's got a great mother. And they're all going, yeah, he's amazing. And, and um, you know, and you can tell that he's a young man, but there's the call of God in his life and all the Jews are sitting around the fathers and the, you know, they're all, oh, yeah, he's amazing. And, and um, you know, he can pre- yeah, he can pre- he's humble, yeah, he's tough, tender-hearted. He's, he lives a, a life of example and all going, yeah. And, and then Paul looks at him and he goes, and do you know what? He's circumcised. And they all go, oh. Yeah. He's in with us. Now, I don't think they said, well, prove it. And the reason I think that's really important is because you don't have to prove authenticity. It's something that speaks for itself. See, if people are saying to you, well, you prove your authenticity, there's something up. People should get a whiff, not a fake. They should get, when you walk through the room, they should get a whiff of a perfume of authenticity. And if you get the band up, that'd be great. Thank you. My last point. Timothy had an authentic faith. And um, in 2 Timothy 1, 5, it says, I'm reminded, this is Paul again, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which was first lived in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. This is an amazingly good verse. Because authenticity is passed through the generations. It really is a good word. Authenticity is lived through the generations. I'm not even going to apologize. I'm tired of hearing people say, not here, but I've got a lot of friends all around the world, tired of hearing people say, oh, yeah, I go to church when I feel like it. I do stuff when I feel like it. I just have my own personal personal relationship with Jesus on my own now, and or I know what I believe. It's just that because... It's not judging them, not at all. But the truth is, people are looking for some authenticity in this world. Now, coming to church doesn't make you authentic. But I tell you, there is something about being with believers that sharpens you. There is something about being with believers that builds your faith and helps you to go out into the world. There is something about being with believers that strengthens a prophetic word, that gives you hope in a dry season. There's something about being with believers where you've actually decided, I'm going to feed people today. I'm going to walk into this room. So, yes, Jesus, you walk into this room. Amen, I believe for that. And I mean that. But, Jesus, when I walk into this room, I want to see things change. Jesus, when I walk into this room, not because it's me, Rob Porter, but I want to see the dead, in, dead rise. I want to see resurrection life. I want to see people healed. I want to see people raised up from the death that they've walked in this week, from things that have happened, from broken relationships, brought into truth. Because when we walk into the room, it's not just Jesus. And I love that Jesus does that, absolutely. And it is Jesus. But when you walk into the room... What's the smell that's left behind? 
And I know that could sound very heavy, but I don't think it is because I look at, I'm now thinking very, very, very keenly about my grandchildren. All pressure is lifted in the name of Jesus. No, seriously, I'm thinking about my grandchildren and then my great-grandchildren. That's what an authentic faith, like that was in Lois, that was in Eunice, and is now in you. Guys, don't think your kids, and we're talking to a lot of parents here, don't think your kids will come to church mysteriously if you decide that once a month is enough for you. They won't. They might, by the grace of God, and skip a generation or something. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I just really feel Timothy had an authentic faith and he lived it like an authentic person. He didn't pick and choose. And there's a lot of people on this journey in the Christian world of, I need to find the genuine me. I'm on a discovery of myself. It really is, and we smile a bit because we all know somebody like that that's on a journey. of. And there's a truth, there's a sort of a half-truth in it, but there's also, listen, if you're trying to discover yourself, that's your target, I think you're going to be really disappointed. I have never, ever known a more real Rob Porter than the one who encountered Jesus Christ. And you, Jasmine, have never known a more real Jasmine than the one who is worshipping Jesus and at his feet. And the one who's praying and the one who's doing all those amazing things. The world is looking for an authenticity that it deserves. And we're it. Jesus is it. And are you the same person at home as the person that you present at church? It's so important that we understand this that because we, we can move into the realm of fake. Now, I'm not talking about having a fight on the way to church. You know, and then you pull it all together and you... I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is living your life in genuineness. With your kids, I made a mistake, but I'll put it right. I should not have spoke to your mum like that in front of you. And I want to tell you I respect and love your mum. I should never have disrespected your dad like that. Sometimes we need those conversations with our kids. Authenticity is not a buzzword. It's the nature of God. It's the character of God being brought out in us. If you'd like to stand to your feet this morning. When I was praying about this word, I really felt, you know, there's many of us, many of us, maybe all of us in this room, 
this morning. And look, let's be real. Some of us will have children, some of us won't, and all of that. That's not the dynamic I'm talking about. I want to tell you, the things that you have had broken off in your life, the chains that Jesus has broken off in your life, your kids are not going to have to face those things. Because I do believe that Jesus strengthens, blesses, and passes on the blessing to the next generation and the next generation. Because somewhere, somewhere in your life, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, this far, no further. That's authenticity. I do believe that we're setting up our generations and it gets past the faith of Lois to Eunice to Timothy. I can't deny I get a buzz when I walk in to the room this morning. There's, there's um, Caleb. I didn't know he was going to be there, but he's talking to a group of people about humanity, love to life, and family matters. Because in that sense, the Spirit of God download, it's not about me, download it to me, and it's getting out there. We li- we're inheriting each other's faith. It's amazing. It's a wonderful thing. You know, when Jesse Rose's daughter Willow Bethel Rayner. Not bad. <laughs> when her daughter is leading KCC Women's Confidence Conference in 2050, that to me will be a mark of this day of authenticity and the passing on of faith. When Fred Nana's son, Thunder, Thunder City Point Porter, is packing out stadiums around the world. Because deep in our hearts, that's really what we want. That's what I want to see. You know, you might struggle in the week. You might have a lousy Sunday. You might be here and wondering why you're here. But I want to tell you, God's got such a big plan for this church. He's got such a big plan for our lives. But a lot of it comes down to authenticity and these things that we're getting in our lives. And I just thank God so much that he's faithful to us, that he stirs us up and he says, hey, guys, this is where the real deal is. You can slap an authentic label on. You can say made in heaven. But actually, people are reading you. And it's not a pressure, like it could be a pressure, but actually, he's with us. And he's what makes us authentic. So there's a vantage point of faithfulness. And now there's a vantage point of authenticity because the enemy can't touch a person who's real with Jesus when we pretend we have no issues or we won't talk to the right one the wife the husband the daughter the son when we go this is all too difficult and I'll be honest with you yesterday Heather and I we were a bit like you know I don't want to talk about this and actually that was Heather no Um, but when it gets a bit real and it's not a Sunday 
and there is no worship music in the background and it just don't feel like a heavenly place that is where Jesus says come up higher come up to the vantage point of authenticity allow yourself to be vulnerable transparent so I can bring you to a place of authenticity amen so whatever we're going to sing this morning that'll be wonderful if you'd like prayer this morning I you know we just open it up for prayer um yeah just I know I just feel like the spirit of God is saying there's some people who need some help to say Jesus come into this room I need you in my room I need you in this situation I'm finding it hard to bow the knee but I want to thanks Jess